Hello, and welcome to the Nintendo Nostalgia Podcast. My name is Chris Warren, and I am delighted to be your host today. Also joining me for this episode, we have my good friends and co-hosts, Ryan Black and Joshua Taylor. We are back, and we are playing with power. Today's topic is a very special one to all of us, and that is a retrospective of the Nintendo Wii console. But before we get into that and what we are radical rexing about, Ryan and Josh, how are you? I am pretty good. Um, a bit exhausted today. Uh, yesterday was awesome, the first day on the job, and uh, you know it was it was a lot of fun. And and then today it got a little bit more uh, math heavy, and my brain's a bit more shot today. But you know I still had a lot of fun. So and and people that I'm working with are really awesome. So I look forward to going with this. It definitely challenges me, and it's something that it's it's a fresh fresh a breath of fresh air pretty much so I'm, I'm excited about that awesome glad to hear that and josh what about you i am doing all right i've got two days off coming up um i'm not too caught up on sleep but that's all right i should have some time to, to take care of that okay <laughs> cool i'm doing well as well um it's been a very wild few days for me and uh it's still a bit hectic for me but um I'm in a good mood. Everything is going according to plan, so I am uh, quite pleased. Um, great. So I'm happy to hear that you guys are doing well. So why don't we get into what we are radical rexing about? All right. Uh, so Josh, why don't we start with you? What are you rexing about? All right. So. Well, unfortunately, well, I couldn't afford any of the, the new consoles, which are both non-Nintendo anyhow. Um, I did get Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was on my Xbox One, and I got a little bit of time to play it today. It's not one I can play in front of the kid, of course, but it is quite awesome, just like I expected it to be. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to diving more into that. I, I love the setting for it and, and pretty much everything about it so far. Um, uh, lost my train of thought on that one. See, you get me talking about that, and I am way off. Oh, um, just keeping busy with some other things. We're doing a little event, like on um, outside of this. I'm <laughs> kind of on a on a small scale right now, but uh, a moderator in in the Rabbids Discord, um, being tied together to that community, and we're doing a little something now along with that release, uh, basically where you can use your creativity to sort of merge the two things. Like, uh, you can make a Viking rabid kind of thing or whatever, you know, however you want to go about that. Um, if anybody likes both of those series, you can always find me on Twitter and, and look up more info on that. But just things like that kind of, kind of help, uh, help me get through the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, there's not a whole lot going on, I guess, just kind of riding through and seeing what comes next. Hopefully, um, Hopefully things will get a little more action-packed here before too long. It's getting kind of boring. Yeah, I feel Not in that. a bad way. All right. <laughs> All right. And uh, Ryan, what about you? Well, um, I uh, had the awesome pleasure of checking something off my bucket list this weekend. Um, and uh, I actually got to stream for Extra Life. Did a 24-hour stream. And it was an absolute blast. Um I definitely uh, was able to reach the goal that I had set. Uh, thank you to everybody who, who donated and helped me reach that goal. Uh, we hit $200, and that is being donated to the Children's Miracle, Children's Miracle Network. Um, I was on Team Phoenix Overdrive, 
Uh, so we got to team up with them uh, this year, and we had a big event planned, you know, in person, but 2020 did its thing, and so we all had to be separate places, but still uh, had a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know where we sat on our team goal, but I definitely hit my goal that I set, and I was really excited about that. And uh, just, you know, that was a lot of fun. I played I played through and 100%ed uh, Zero Mission, uh, Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion. Um, and then uh, I started uh, Super Metroid. And then um, I reached my goal, and when I reached my goal, I had the promise of uh, I would switch over to start playing Mario Odyssey, uh, start a new file, and just kind of give it a proper go. And uh, I'm actually radical rexing about that. Um, I had fun doing it when I started playing it like a Mario game instead of trying to go through it just to get the minimum amount of moons and just to beat the game. Like, and like if I actually went to each level and tried to unlock as much as I could, and then, then when I feel like I've done as much as I could, move on to the next world and do the same thing, like I felt like a lot more fulfilled. And so, like I am enjoying it, my experience this next time. Plus, I also had sound on this time, so that's that's a big plus. Um, I'm still not wowed by the music, but I think it helps a little bit. <laughs> How far did you get in Mario Odyssey? Um, I did a little bit of the first area that went on to the second area in the desert and I spent most of my time in the desert and I got as many as I could as many as the toad uh, that you can pay to get hints would go until I couldn't get any more and then I started to go back to the first area and do the same thing so okay great so great. I have I don't know um 64 I think 64 or so moons so it's pretty respectable for uh you know just starting over from the beginning uh, I remember when I joined in and watched you, you were in the, like, Hat Kingdom, like, Bonneton? Bonneton, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that world a lot. It actually has a, a song, like a theme song that sounds a lot like um, uh, like Banjo-Kazooie. It sounds like a very Grant Kirkhope type of song. But, um, yeah, well, while I was watching you play, I was like, oh, wow, this is a great game. I completely forgot about all these little fun details, you know, so I definitely want to get back into that. But, um, yeah, that was awesome of you to do that. Uh, thanks for doing it. And I appreciate everyone that donated to you. That's for such an awesome cause. And I'm I'm glad that you were able to, to check that off your bucket list. That's awesome. So, uh, cool. I'm glad you were able to do that. Um, all right. So... As for me, um, I, I, as I've mentioned before, um, I, I've just been so, so busy, but I'm very proud of myself. I am about three quarters of the way done with my first semester of grad school and everything's going really well and I actually like love it. So um, yeah, just kind of continuing with that and making progress there. Um, I actually am really excited, and I'm not sure if either of you guys know about this, but Jacob and I have been shooting ideas back and forth about a new podcast, and uh, it's going to be completely different from this, and I, obviously you guys are going to have some role in it, but um, yeah, we will, we're still investigating how we want to go about doing it, because it is a little, um, a little more involved in a way. Um, so you can look forward to that. Um, it's something that I think about all the time and look forward to having you guys join us for that. Um, I'm also starting a new paid internship soon. So uh, that's in an area that's really, really nice. And I'm kind of worried because a lot of people that uh, live in that area are super smart. So it's a little intimidating, but I think it'll be a good experience. 
And um, as Josh mentioned, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, that's a game that came out for multiple systems, including the new generation of systems. So while I'm not going to be getting a new system like a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X or S, I am very happy for those who are getting one. Um, every time there's a new console launch, it's just an exciting time for everyone, regardless of you know which company you're a bigger fan of. So it'll be really interesting to see how those consoles evolve and kind of form their own unique identity. So um, yeah, very happy for everyone who has either or both of those consoles. So congrats to you guys if, if you guys were able to get one. Um, but as we all know, every new generation is exciting because each console has a very unique identity. So we have a few voicemails that might help us uh, get started with our topic today. So I'm going to hand things off to Ryan to help us out with that. I've got a couple of voicemails to play. Uh, here we go. Uh, also, uh, I did want to give a real quick apology. Um, we didn't play one. I was on October 26th when it came in from Ryan. And uh, it was just, you know, we had the, the debate and it was after our anniversary. So we kind of got lost in the shuffle. And I apologize for that, but we are definitely going to play it today. And here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Ryan. Um not really a question or anything, just an observation, but uh, just wanted to say love the show, love the community you guys are building. And um, this is about the one of the commercial episodes. You guys talked about how Nintendo didn't want to um, market Dixie because it would hurt the, the boy market, I guess. They wouldn't want to get the game. And uh, you guys were like, oh, my God, that's, like, crazy, whatever. But, like, telling you, me and my cousin would not play Donkey Kong Country 2 because there was a girl in it. Like, we did just, like, we were just young, and we just didn't, we, we wanted to be Donkey Kong. But, uh, yeah, love the show, and um, love listening to you guys. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you for leaving us that voicemail. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dixie Kong forever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so Donkey Kong Country 2 is where that character appears? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't played that one she... yet, so I look forward to it. Oh, <laughs> <That's> ridiculous! <laughs> like I can't believe it. <laughs> I never had a Super Nintendo, so but, you know, I I'll get to it. I don't um, want to over talk it, but it is my favorite 2D platformer. I, I don't want to have... put your expectations out, you know, too right. over the roof. I have played the first couple levels, though. I will say that, like, I just started it on the, you know, the Switch. Uh, whatever it is, um, Switch Online yeah. service. And I have to say, it's definitely better than the first one, um, for sure. Like, they definitely learned what worked on the first one and, yeah. and uh, you know, the different ways that they could improve a little bit. And you could definitely tell that they got a handle, of, like a better handle of the graphics, um, like what the system was capable of. So I am appreciating, like, the small changes and improvements that they made in that way. But um, I mean, I totally understand what uh, what Ryan just mentioned. Like, I always just played the boy. Like, you know, I I'm all about gender equality and all that. But um, you know, growing up, I think many of us can relate to that. At the same time, though, now like I really don't care, and like I'll play as Rosalina or whoever, as long as they have like the better stats. I don't really care. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, Cool. So I think we have another voicemail, right? Hey, it's Cody Christian, uh, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. 
really, I have a statement to make, and this is more for Marty, uh, about how he had never had an experience that was um, as isolated as Super Metroid. Uh, and I heavily, heavily, heavily recommend, if he has not played it, uh, Hollow Knight. And as long as I've been listening, uh, this is more of a question for the regular Nintendo NOS crew. Uh, Josh, Ryan, Jacob, uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Did you enjoy it? Do you like it? How many times have you played it? And would you go back and replay it if you've only played it once? Have a great day. Thank you very much, Cody. Um, I have never played Hollow Knight. Um, I don't own it. I've never picked it up. I just never did. And I, I heard... I don't know if it was inaccurate or not, but I heard it was kind of like roguelike, roguelite. I'm not sure which is the correct term there, but I don't know. Maybe it got that mixed up with a different one, but uh, I think I it's know. not. I think it's like, and I could be maybe wrong, but something I was think... procedurally generated about it. Maybe that I didn't like. I don't know. There's something maybe. I, I don't know. I just, I never really picked it up. I heard it was like hard as hard as not. So uh, I, I guess, I guess that would be uh, something that would be up, up my alley. I just never got around to playing it. Or, or picking it up. I uh, I, I picked it up on sale. It's been a while, long, good while back now, I guess. But um, because I, I do like a lot of Metroidvania games, I like uh, Axiom Verge is one of my favorite ones. That, that when it comes to indies, um, but for whatever reason with Hollow Knight, it 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 set that tone really well that I think it was aiming for, and the atmosphere and all of that sort of thing. And I I played it I, I think a couple hours, and there was definitely parts of it I liked, but it's like. <laughs> it was so depressing to me. I, I it just it it wasn't maybe it's just not not my cup of tea that that sort of setting. Um if that makes sense. It was like a mixture between the sounds and the visuals and all of that sort of thing. It was just for me that constant like kind of downer uh view of the whole thing was just a little much for me to to really fall in love with for, you know, a 15-hour game or however long it is. Um, I still may go back to it. Maybe it was just the mood I was in. You know, sometimes I end up playing like three or four games at once and one ends up getting thrown aside. But uh, that was at least my thoughts on it. I can definitely see where you could like it there. Yeah, I personally haven't played it. I um, I booted it up just out of curiosity. Um, as I've mentioned several times now, I just don't have time. And it really kills me because, you know, before I, I started to join you guys for these these episodes, I had a good amount of time and played a lot of diverse types of games. And Hollow Knight was like one of the next ones up um, before you know my current schedule. Um, I really look forward to playing it. It looks amazing. As Ryan mentioned, um, it does appear to be very hard. So I'm curious to see how well I will handle that and if I'll be able to commit to uh, completing it, but I remember when it was like announced for Switch, I was like, oh, is this like a Shovel Knight ripoff? Or, you know, I, I just didn't know what to make of it. I never heard of it before, but apparently it's like a well-known, it, it was a well-known game even at that time. Um, so it took a few months for me to really absorb why it's so good. And from what I hear, it's like an, an even better super uh what am i saying um it's even better than super metroid in some ways so i'm really curious to see um how true that is uh, now that ryan and i played it and i have a, a good grasp of you know what makes super metroid so great and where some of its shortcomings may be 
Um, so yeah, that, that, that is a game that definitely interests me and I will be sure to let everyone know what my thoughts are uh, when, when I get a chance to play it. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for calling us and, and sharing your thoughts with us. Um, I believe we have one last voicemail that is from Jacob. Jacob was unfortunately not able to be with us today. Um, and I believe Jacob's going to share some thoughts on our topic, uh, which is we. Hey guys, sorry, uh, it's Jacob. I, sorry I couldn't be on uh, for the show tonight, but I had this life stuff happen. Um, but I know we're talking about the Wii, so I wanted to just you know leave a few comments about it and uh, let you guys have at it here. But yeah, the Wii man came out in 2006. I remember getting it for Christmas, um, and I just remember. It's hard. A lot of people were afraid to get it or that they wouldn't get it because it was very scarce. Uh, I remember my mom um, told me, and I had it Christmas morning. She told me that um, she waited in line. She left before church, like well before church. My mom, like this was like super early in the morning, was still outside of Target on East Washington Street over here. And they were only taking first five people for a week and she was the third in line so she got it and i got sky covered so i got um twilight princess with that with that uh, and, and we sports obviously so um uh it was great it was great fun uh, i have a lot of great memories with it however overall um and i'm i'm sad that i'm not on to dispute this more but my it's my least favorite system of nintendo I think ultimately it just had too much fool's gold with it, which gave us a lot of shovelware. Um, Nintendo got way too gimmicky with it. And um, unfortunately, we know graphics aren't the end-all be-all, but it really put Nintendo behind the graphics uh, card there. And um, like games, like I remember, like, because I used to enjoy Madden a lot in the GameCube, and these games like Madden looked like bobble-headed toys. It was so for the Wii version. It was just so dumb. And it really, I feel like, tarnished Nintendo, and people stopped, stopped considering them serious, hard, uh, hardcore gamer material. And they started to be viewed as more as kids and for old people. So, um, and I think it took Nintendo a while to climb out of that hole. And obviously, they couldn't capitalize with Wii U, but with Switch, they are well back and full swing with the with the respect that they used to have as a company before um with uh before all the Wii days so even though it sold great it, i think it hurt them more in the long run and um it was good for its time and i think nintendo learned its lesson to not just rely on those gimmicks too much but guys have a good one sorry i can't be there i don't know i can't wait to listen to the episode talk to you later cool well, thanks, Jacob. Sorry that you couldn't be with us tonight. We were hoping that you could join us, but uh, you bring up a lot of really great points, and we'll definitely be touching on a lot of those as we go on with our topic. So I think that's a good jumping off point for us to start our topic. So today's topic, as we've mentioned before, is the Nintendo Wii console. We would like to play.
Alright guys, so, there's a lot to say about the Nintendo Wii, and I think that all of us kind of forgot just how how much history this console has. So let me just throw out a few basic details before we get started with our discussion. So the Nintendo Wii was released on November 19th, 2006, which is insane to hear myself say out loud because that is 14 years ago. So almost 20 years ago, the Nintendo Wii came out and it, to me at least, it feels like just yesterday. I remember like every moment quite vividly. But yes, uh, so 2006 was when it came out. It was part of the seventh or eighth generation. Um, this is one of the consoles where generations kind of became a little murkier and harder to define. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in just a little bit. It was released at $250. And from what I remember, $50 of that was just pure profit for Nintendo. So that was just like an extra 50 bucks with each one sold. Uh, it had two main competitors, the Microsoft Xbox 360 and the Sony PlayStation 3. And uh, Nintendo put itself in a very unique position uh, competing against both of those consoles. And um, let me just talk about the hardware itself before we kind of uh, talk about our memories with uh, the launch and rumors leading up to its release. So the Nintendo Wii is basically a very thin white box. I remember Iwata describing it, saying that they wanted it to be no thicker than two DVD cases. Um, it came with this like diagonal stands which gave it this very iconic look where it was just slightly slanted off the ground. Uh, it was the first Nintendo console to feature DVD discs as opposed to the like mini GameCube discs so that was interesting and in trying to get people to think that it's like a more real console and not uh, having these like shorter babyish looking games. Um, but one of the main features of the Wii, as many of us know, is its very unique controller. So I remember when the Wii was rumored, all, all everyone talked about was the potential controller that they had planned for this console. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about the controller in just a little bit. Um, guys, what are some rumors that you guys remember hearing about uh, leading up to the Wii's announcement. Oh, gosh. Uh, I know that they were tossing around just the term revolution. Right. Um, I love that. Um, and then, you know, there was there was always that, that talk of, like, something completely different. Um, I think the thing that came most... At the most... Uh, I didn't want to believe was how not powerful it was. <laughs> that was a bit disheartening, but it, to think it's in some ways probably just on par with the GameCube. <laughs> uh, maybe just a little bit better, but not enough to move the needle necessarily. But, uh, you know, just the rumors swirling around saying that it, it had like motion, you could do all this stuff. And I was like, how does that work? What does that mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, much much similar to, like, your uh, 
3DS experience. Like, how does a 3D supposed to work on that? Like, that can't work. Like, I was like, how does motion work with, with that? Like, that's not how. Like, I don't know. It's just, what is Nintendo doing? What are they thinking? <laughs> and I remember seeing the reveal and just be like, that is a sexy system. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good looking system. Like even today, it holds up as being one of their best looking consoles, uh, in my opinion, at least. Uh, what about you, Josh? Do you remember hearing anything leading up to its announcement? Um, it, we're, it has been a little while, so I might be mixing some of this together with, with kind of post the actual announcement. But I do remember being sort of concerned um, back then, especially uh, particularly about like the power and the the motion itself, like thinking, oh, gosh, this is going to be this is going to be some crazy gimmicky thing. I was in high school at the time and um, I had a few friends, um, one in particular I can think of that had pretty much moved on from Nintendo for the most part, or at least had to be started to become more interested in the Xbox and PlayStation, whatever it was at the time. Um, for one reason, for the online components, um, that was sort of the big thing. And Nintendo just kept falling behind, it seemed like, in that power. So it was really disheartened to, hurt, to learn that it, it was going to be pretty much the same power, like Ryan said, as the GameCube, roughly, um, and not even have HDMI, which I didn't really think too much about at the time, to be honest. Later on, I started to realize how annoying that was. But, um, but yeah, that, that was my biggest concern, was just they're just completely going, you know, they're completely jumping the shark here with, with the gimmicks, because they had already... I feel like they had already started to kind of look that way. Again, this is me in high school, so... You know, we were all still kind of kids in a way. Um, they had gotten a little silly with some things that I appreciated, but I knew not everybody did, like the e-readers, the the microphone for the Mario parties, and just silly stuff like that. And I just, I thought this was like pretty much the end of it. it was like, nobody's going to care about this. Nobody's going to be interested. And, I mean, again, thankfully, it didn't really turn out that way. Well, not to get too far into the episode, I guess, but sort of like Jacob said, it did still sort of... Um, you know, not interest some of the more hardcore-ish kind of gamer crowd, so to speak, <laughs> that sort of thing. But it, it it definitely ended up better than how I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You you bring up a lot of really good points. I remember when you know all these rumors started circulating towards the end of the GameCube's life, and. A lot of them were about it being not that powerful. And we're all like, oh, please, that would be ridiculous if they didn't make it a really powerful console, considering that we knew that the PlayStation 3 and the next Xbox were going to be super powerful. We're like, yeah, right. I don't believe that. And uh, I will never forget the moment when I found out that the console's name was Wii. Oh, yeah. It was literally Wii. I remember I was on IGN's website and I was looking at like they had like a, a sidebar for all the consoles for each uh, you know company, and I saw PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty, and then Wii. And I was like, what is? Why is there a section for Wii? What is that? And I clicked it, and it showed all the Nintendo news for that day. I was like, no, <laughs> they actually called it this Wii, and there was like a. Uh, kind of an article that said Reggie said the, the name of the console is we get used to it because that's not going to change and I'm like that's it it's over like they're they're done that is the most ridiculous name ever but looking back now it was really smart in a way um, 
I mean, these days, we just doesn't really sound that odd to us because it was such a huge pop culture, yeah. uh, you know, part of pop culture at the time. But uh, I, I really appreciate their um, the way that they thought about the name, their intention behind the name. So we means you and me. You know, like just everyone coming together, which was a, a, one of the main focuses of the system, just bringing people together. And it's kind of cute because you see that there's two eyes there and that was intentional to show like two people playing and hanging out. Um, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but still, that's how they explained it. I kind of like that. So I thought that was a little bit charming. But yeah, as Josh mentioned, you know, it's not the most powerful console. I believe it's like twice as powerful as the GameCube. And, you know, as impressive as the GameCube was, that was not nearly as close to the power as the uh, Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. But something that I think was really interesting is that Nintendo thought that they were going to work with the capabilities that they had, the limited capabilities that they had, because there is a lot of potential with those graphics, but they wanted to branch out and try new things because they knew that graphics weren't the end-all be-all for any console. They figured, what we have is good enough, let's do something a little bit wild and branch out and see what new unique experiences we can come up with uh, using the hardware that we have. And they introduced a completely new controller that completely revolutionized gaming um, at the time especially, and to a degree still, um, where the controller was, uh, it was two separate pieces of hardware. You had uh, a pointer control, and the other one was called the nunchuck, and they attached to each other. And so, you know, you could point at the screen, you would select different channels on the home screen, the first time that there was a home screen on a Nintendo console. And this uh, controller was able to pick up motion in a 3D space. Uh, you would connect a sensor bar to the console itself, and it would be able to detect these different, uh, you know, pointer controls that uh, that you were using. And there was a speaker in the controller itself, which wasn't utilized too much, but it was kind of fun every once in a while when it was used. And um, let's see, uh, it later came with a jacket because people were throwing their Wii remotes at the TVs apparently. I still don't understand how, but okay. And uh, straps I've also seen came it. in real life, really? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just have a really good grip, but I, I was never <laughs> too concerned about that. Um, yeah, so basically inside the, the controller there was Bluetooth, infrared, and accelerometers, and it basically just brought a whole new dimension of input that we never had before, really. Um, so motion controls were just not really utilized at the time, and so the Wii thought that there was a lot of potential in that way. So I did appreciate them kind of not focusing on graphics and focusing more on gameplay. I thought that was a very bold and risky choice, and it was very controversial and for good reason, but I, I think it, I mean, it definitely paid off. Uh, the Wii would go on to be one of their best-selling consoles ever, still to this day. Um, but we all remember the first time that we got our Wii. It was complete pandemonium for a while. It was very hard to get. 
Um, so guys, can you talk to me a little bit about what it was like when you first got your Wii? What were your th first thoughts when you powered it on and, and played around with it? Okay, so um, kind of leading up to the Wii, they had a, at GameStops at least, they had this countdown clock. Um, and I spent a ridiculous amount of time at GameStop just standing around watching the clock because I was so excited for this Wii coming out. You know, I had my pre-order down on it. I was getting it. Like, I'm, there's no way I was missing out on this. It was cheap enough that I could definitely save the money up to get it. Like, yes, this is this is my my console. And I was like, I, I want that time clock and that that countdown clock. And uh, you know, so I showed up that day and picked it up. And <laughs> I remember taking it home. I remember opening up the box and, and smelling the new smell, a new Nintendo console smell. Oh, it's such a good smell. <laughs> And just be like, wow, these little things that come with it, all these little accessories, all these little pieces, the little clear uh, sensor bar stand. Um, and then, of course, you have their sensor bar, and which we had a ridiculously long cord that was really, really thin. <laughs> um, and just, uh, you know, just unpacking each little part and just being like, wow, this is so cool. And assembling it was was really cool as well. And I was like, oh, you can set it on, on its side um, or you can, you know, you can lay it down. Uh, you know, flat, or you can set it up on its side, or you can put it in the stand, and it gives it that slant. And I always thought it was really cool that the uh, the power cord um, had this. Or was it the power cord, or was it the the AV cable, or maybe both that had that same shape as the Wii, and how it has that little bit of a a slant on the back of it. it it's it's like it, it's a rectangle, but it has that little bit of a slant to it. And then also oh. the it's the same shape that's on your. Uh, your Wii uh, strap, like safety straps or whatever, it's got that that same Wii shape to it, and that that was something that they repeated in several places like that. Not that that was a huh. really cool touch. I never thought of that. that. Huh? <laughs> that went over my head for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, nice find on that, or nice catch, whatever I'm trying to say. Um, Ryan, did you want to add anything else? Um, I think like the glowing blue. Yeah was really cool <laughs> definitely like this thing looks so futuristic yeah. and, and the stuff you could do with it like you know point and click and 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 the channels that it had you know like all the abilities i just you know connecting it to the internet was really cool too i mean i'd had um i believe bsi existed before this what did it no i think no it DS didn't dsi was 2008 okay so yeah, this was the first online, officially online Wi-Fi at least connected mm, I Nintendo mean, console in a way. But the DS kind of beat it up by a couple of years. But this is like more heavily reliant on the internet, whereas with the DS it was kind yeah. of like optional with multiplayer and stuff, you know. Right. It was something that you could actually. Well, later we found out you could stream with, you know, with the Netflix disc and and uh, later they had the dedicated streaming app instead of the disc, which I still have my disc, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's worth a lot, by the way. Oh, huh. yeah, look into that. Because I, I was trying to find mine, but I'm pretty sure I threw it out once it was a, a downloadable channel. But um, huh. OK, <laughs> uh, so, Josh, what were your first thoughts when you first got your Wii, your initial well, impressions? In 2006, like I said, I was still in, in high school. It was the last uh, game system that I didn't buy myself. It was it was um, supposed to be a Christmas present that that year, um, and we had already missed like that first um, 
first load, so to speak, of <laughs> it sounds weird wording it that way, but of the way that I'd come in in November was sold out everywhere, and it was crazy. It was sometime in December, I, I don't know exactly when, when we had, we knew there was another shipment coming in at a local Walmart here, uh, Cross Lanes Nitro uh, Walmart. We went there, it was probably, I don't know, like eight or nine the night before, if not earlier, I felt like, I can't remember. We went there and hung out all night. Um, it was with my dad and my stepmom, um, maybe a couple others. I remember taking naps like in the lawn and gardening department um, <laughs> and made a couple friends there. Unfortunately, I didn't really keep up with them, but we just got to chatting with people and hung out. It was actually a, a pretty good time. Um, and this is like before, you know, I had like a great cell phone or anything. So it was just kind of a, an odd experience, but it was a good one. Um, but uh, th then we got a hold of it and uh, my dad actually was like, hey, why don't you go ahead and you, we can go check it out and then we'll put it up and then you can't have it until Christmas. Sorry. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, we sat down and, and I think the first thing I put in was Twilight Princess, of course, and absolutely loved it. And it's still one of my favorite games on there. It's probably the weakest version of that game. For me but it, it's you know I, I got I didn't want to put it down um, and like Ryan was saying like with being connected I was I was always sort of jealous and wanted to to feel more connected um, just that thought was was always really cool to me back then where I knew like my cousin who had an Xbox 360 was always playing Halo online with people all over the world and things like that I always yeah. thought that concept was cool and I, I would seriously like my GameCube I remember leaving on the, the little home screen just because it kind of felt <laughs> Like it was, it was almost connected in a weird way. And with this, you actually were. I mean, granted, it was still very, especially that early on, there, there wasn't really much to it. But you know, it just just having that menu, it felt like more than just like putting a cartridge in. Um, granted, it made it take longer. I guess you could argue that, but I just thought that was cool. Um, and learning the motions and things like that, um, I was glad it wasn't. I was glad it felt like a little more than than a gimmick. Like I was afraid it was going to be. It was still kind of gimmicky in some ways but it, it at the time especially it was new and it, and it felt good and easy to to pick up without being annoying yeah now you do you bring up a lot of things that uh i just completely forgot about um i remember like when the console was first announced and they kind of gave like a few details i was like oh no this is going to be awful but the more that they kind of explained what their vision was it really made things come together for me and i was like oh this is like a really interesting bold idea and vision that's unlike anything we've ever seen before so uh i remember that they mentioned this blue ocean strategy that they were focused on and for those of you who don't know the blue ocean strategy is basically expanding your base to not just be in this case hardcore gamers so you know hardcore gamers define the super nintendo the nintendo 64 the gamecube those weren't too popular with people who aren't normally gamers but with the wii they really wanted to bring in people who never played a video game before and so that's why they made the controller so simple and easy to use and um, that also uh, that also goes for like the menu the main menu it's just so simple and easy to understand and know what to do and something that i think is really interesting and i don't know if i've ever talked about this with anyone before but um, nintendo kind of created apps before apps were a thing with Apple and the iPhone. The iPhone came out in, what, June 2007, and the Wii came out the year before that. So 
you know, Nintendo had this idea of apps, you know, we called them channels, but Nintendo came up with apps before that was a big thing. And that, that was a very bold and unique idea and it, it worked so perfectly really. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to see that they were expanding their base to people who were not typical gamers. Um, the menu was very simple and quite Apple-like even before the iPhone even came out. Um, so that was interesting. Um, something that was going on during that time was that you know Apple was just starting to be hot. The iPod video was just uh, a, kind of like a new device. So um, I think Nintendo is kind of learning from that and seeing that that was um, starting to be successful and, and accepted by the masses, like some type of simple interface. And also, you know, a lot of people had standard definition TVs. I didn't get an HD TV until 2011, I think. So um, yeah. Nintendo kind of gambled with that and made sure that this was a TV meant more for standard definition TVs, even though it was kind of compatible with HD TVs. But um, going back to my like first impressions with the console, I just I. I think it's one of those consoles that I remember the most vividly when I first got it. I didn't get it right away. I got it in the summer after it came out, so 2007. Um, the only game I remember getting is Super Paper Mario, which is a game not too many people uh, reflect on, but I thought it was a very fun, kooky idea, even though it was meant for the GameCube. Um, and let's see, yeah, it was the first console I ever bought. And I remember opening it with friends, and we just had a blast going through all the different channels that were there. We made our Miis, so Miis were completely new. Um, and that was like <laughs> a huge thing. Everyone just loved making Miis. <laughs> so uh, we just made like Miis that looked like us and like stupid looking ones. So we just played the, with like the Mii Maker for like hours, which today <laughs> it's not the most exciting uh app or channel really that's kind of like a standard for most devices um and Wii Sports I remember it came with Wii Sports and um I don't think it was as fun as uh, a lot of people made it out to be but um you know it was a very interesting unique kind of game did you guys like Wii Sports out of curiosity oh yeah I, I, I enjoyed it yeah okay Gosh. it's just me yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely did at the time. It's one of those that I, I go back and revisit games as often as I can, I guess, here and there. And I don't feel like it's one that I really have a big urge to go back to and dig into. There's just not a whole lot to it. But I, I definitely had some good times with it. Mostly, again, with like family and people who wouldn't usually play as many games um, as some others would. You know, even parent or well, you know, grandparents a time or two and things like that. Um, that was one that just that stuck out and that everybody sort of knew it was it's sort of like how how even today I feel like some games or cell phone games and things like that become pretty darn popular, even though there's sort of better options out there. I, I don't know really how to explain it. It just became sort of a weird phenomenon kind of thing. Yeah. Well, uh, the Wii had a lot of really awesome games and I forgot about so many of these games when I was, you know, looking at my collection and looking at a few other ones that I just never really got a, a chance to play. Um, the Wii, as much as I forget, like, 
you know, it's not really my favorite Nintendo console, but a lot of amazing games came out for this system. Um, guys, what were some of your favorite Wii games? Are we keeping this to a certain amount, or am I just going to go through the whole list here? <laughs> totally open-ended, whatever you want to share. Okay, okay. Fun ones that I remember a lot. You know, Mario Kart Wii, of course, it was a lot of fun. Uh, they introduced the bikes there. Um, you know, Smash Brothers Brawl, they had an awesome single-player yeah, the tripping was in the game, but the single player was just wow, robust. Um, if you ever get a chance, I know it's on also on PlayStation Vita, I think. Or uh, Muramasa Demon Blade. Yes. Got a beautiful art style. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the game lit. Uh, there's, it's a kind of a puzzle, like a horror puzzle game. Uh, it was a WiiWare game. Um, they later made like a cell phone version it doesn't have the same art style or the same charm but hmm. um you know the game that got me back into Yu-Gi-Oh uh with Dual Transer Yu-Gi-Oh 5D's Dual Transer whatever and uh how can I not mention crossbow training <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could have not mentioned it but okay <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot okay it, it's fun it's fun <laughs> all right uh, this was this was the era of Rock Band, and yes. I, I played a lot of Rock Band. Rock Band Two, uh, playing with with getting people together for Wii Sports and Rock Band. That was the big party thing that we would do. Um, they did port a Geometry Wars game over to the the Wii, and then uh, Mario Strikers Charged, um, a great great sports game. Uh, I love Mario Soccer, and that just so much so awesome. Um, now top fives right now if, if you want me to mention them sure um, if you're able i guess to, coming sure. in at five uh and and yet it moves uh, uh it yeah. was a weird game where you like tilted the the wiimote and like it was gravity based and yeah. it was a lot of fun I, I beat that one it was it was trippy that's not what i thought <laughs> you meant i was like you mean it moves from from position into four to three what, what what's the game <laughs> that's gotcha. a great game and the other movies. yeah that's a good i totally forgot about that one yep. that was one that i played the demo and i liked the demo so much i picked up the full game same um there's this is a, a few of these like the demo was a really thing that sold me on a couple of things like i picked up i want to say i picked up cave story because i played the demo for that um and then uh next one would be super Paper mario i loved the story in that one a lot uh, Conduit series, uh, but Conduit 2 specifically, uh, was an amazing first-person shooter experience, um, and I love the variety in the weapons. They had both, you know, human weapons and alien weapons, but the alien weapons were alive, and they made funny noises when you tried to use them and stuff, and it was, it, it was, it was enjoyable. <laughs> anyway, and plus the, the plot twist at the end of 2, please make a third one, Sega, please, in high voltage, like, please do it. I don't uh, think high voltage is around anymore, actually. Uh, I, I thought they were. I could they're be still wrong. making games. Okay. I hope they are. Yeah, they're still making games. Okay. Sorry. About uh, I that. think they're doing Fortnite stuff right now. Oh, okay. I had or no something idea. like that. All right. Um, I think that's what I, I recently looked up. Um, and then uh, Fragile Dreams. I've been playing it streaming recently. Uh, Fragile Dreams is an amazing horror game, post-apocalyptic. It used both the the Wiimote as a flashlight and also like sounds came through the speakers. You could tell when you're closer to things. Um, and characters would talk to you and you can get hints and stuff if you put up to your ear and it was just really well done uh with the gimmicks and everything and then um metroid prime trilogy of course is my number one uh, because yeah. how can you not <laughs> yeah it would be unfair um great 
Those are good picks. Um, Josh, what are some of your favorite games, either ranked or not? Well, well, some of my favorite games, and I apologize, I don't think I'm going to be able to rank them well. If if, if I did rank them, um, I, I'm not even going to lie, not to be boring, but it would probably all be mostly like the first party titles. Right. Um, I love both Zeldas on there that, you know, the Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Twilight Princess is one of my favorites, but I, I don't think the Wii one's the, the best version of it. However, it's it's still good. Um, of course, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Love those. Um, I, I'm still not crazy over having to worry about pointing at the screen the entire time. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, this was also where Donkey Kong Country made a return with Donkey Kong Country Returns. Um, so I love that. And, and it's it's different than the original trilogy. And I, I know it is. Same with Tropical Freeze. And, I, you know, it's it, it doesn't hold the same place for me as those do. Um, but it, it was still really cool. I love to see that come back. Um, it's one that's very special to me. Smash Brothers Brawl. I've always loved Smash. That was, that was also an amazing time. Or seeing uh, the story mode in that, seeing all those characters interact. I wish they would bring it back in the proper story mode. Um, and Sonic. I remember the day uh, they announced Sonic on the website because I was on a huge Sonic kick still from Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Um, and that was like that dream character then for me. And I remember seeing that. I was getting ready to go on a family reunion trip. I was checking the dojo website every day in high school. And I remember waking up that morning and hitting it, and there was just Sonic plastered right there. And that was awesome. And they even had Live and Learn as the trailer theme and all that. Anyhow, to get off of that before I get talking on that too long. No, no, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> the, I forgot about the, prom, that. the Prom Trilogy, of course. Again, this is in no particular order, but I love that 10 case. I couldn't believe for 50 bucks I got that. I think it was 50 that awesome case, the little booklet that like explained the story in it with the artwork, three great games on it. And I actually think they, I kind of think one and two play better with the Wii controls. I really didn't think they would, but yeah. I, I think it yep. felt great. Um, uh, ew, lost my train of thought. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how we get, got away with that one. Cause now I don't feel like Nintendo is that generous, but <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> um, punch out. Wii. if you didn't play that, I'd, I thought that was a lot of fun. I actually won yeah. a little tournament on that one once and got a t-shirt and everything. I really got into that one. Nice. Um, That's awesome. Now, also, Mario Party 8. Um, that is still one of my... I actually made a list on Nintendo Village not long ago. It was like my number five Mario Party game. I, I think some people give that one a hard time for the Wii controls, but I still really like that one. Um, I like the different rules for the boards. My wife and I spent a lot of time on it. Um, now, uh, Mario Kart Wii, of course, and I promise I'm always done with these sort of boring Very ones, good. but that one in particular, we actually had at our uh, wedding, at our uh, reception afterwards, we had it's kind of set aside, and everybody, we went and played a little bit, um, so that one's always been special. Um, now, for a couple of the weird gems, and I swear I feel like I'm missing some stuff on my list, but um, Mario Sports Mix, oh, I, I thought was good fun. Um Mario Baseball. I always love the baseball games, and there's a huge roster in that game. I thought it was cool, uh, including King K. Rule. He's dressed a little weird in that, but whatever. Like, he's kind of wearing, like, an Aztec diaper-looking thing. I don't know. You huh. know look it up. I did not know that. <laughs> um, I Sonic will look and, that up, actually. <laughs> now, this one's... There are a couple of these are uh, on more than just the Wii, but Sega and, uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing um, mm. I thought was a lot of fun. A great... Um, other kart racing game, you know, beside Mario Kart, that and a lot of times those other kart racers aren't great, but that one I feel like it was an exception, especially yeah. transformed after that. Um, Epic Mickey, if you've ever played that, 
Um, and two. I actually, yeah, yeah, two's really good. Um, I played two on the Wii U. I didn't like it as well as the first one, but it was, it was good. I really, I mean, I absolutely loved the setting for it, the idea, the whole storyline behind it, the concept. I guess you know with Oswald, and I just, I, I know a lot of Disney history. And just, I, I like how it went a little dark without like ruining Mickey and making it like emo kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to word it. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff I love about that. And I hate that they're not making those games anymore. Yeah. Um, also, of course, I know it's kind of silly, but I have to bring up the Raving Rabbits and why they started there. <laughs> um, yeah, but then uh, the last one I'm actually going to mention on that um, would be Fortune Street. Um, I have to yeah. make a little special shout out to that. <laughs> it's you can because I won't. <laughs> it's one that I've gotten. I'm not gonna lie. I've gotten like super mad over that game before, but I've noticed. It's, <laughs> it's like you know, you didn't know. Like in the past, like when, during the actual Wii years, um, I, I just couldn't do the single player. It was too much. It lasts. I still feel this way. If a game lasts like two or three hours, and you can just lose and lose all that progress, it just it just ticks me off. So I can't handle the single player. That's but. Awful. Um, no, the multiplayer, like, if you have the right people to play with, I think it's a lot of fun. We actually, recently, just this year, we've been getting together safely um, with with four of us almost every Sunday night here for the past couple months and playing Fortune Street again. Um, every once in a while, we end up just pulling that thing out and, and really enjoying it and getting into it. Um, I, I, I want to see that one come back. It doesn't get brought up much, but I want to see it come back and maybe in a slightly better way. Uh, I can hmm. think of some improvements. But yeah, that's pretty much what I got there with the gems. I, I didn't play a whole lot of the indies and um, things like that so much back then. I wasn't real trusting of it. Um, like we had somewhat mentioned earlier, there was a lot of shovelware thrown out. Yeah. So I just yeah. didn't know what to trust at the time. Um, and any of my extra Wii points, so to speak, that, that went on the system at the time, I, I bought a lot of virtual console games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. They, uh, y- you brought up a lot of games I completely forgot about, which, you know, really speaks to the quality and variety and diversity of all the games that came out uh, for the Wii. And uh, you too, Ryan, you brought up a lot of games I completely forgot about that are great, like that, that very few people still talk about, which is such a shame. Like, it's, it's weird because, like, the Wii isn't the most beloved console for whatever reason I guess because you know it wasn't the most the biggest powerhouse and the controls were very interesting but they we kind of just still wanted our traditional games in a way so I feel like that kind of hinders its reputation but if we can look past that and look at all the gems that came out for this system it really does have one of the most impressive gaming libraries across any of the Nintendo systems Um, but uh just wanted to bring up a few launch games. So Wii Sports came out, came with the Wii. Uh, Zelda Twilight Princess was probably the biggest one and the number one reason why most people got a Wii. Um, that was the launch window, wasn't it? Or did it come out day and date? Day. The day and date. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'll never forget that. And Because um, I got the GameCube one, um, which I actually uh, prefer. But, yeah. um, uh, but I thought it was pretty interesting to see how they kind of translated those controls into having you know Wii motion uh, capabilities so that was interesting to watch um, one I completely forgot about and I think you know kind of gets overlooked is Excite Truck 
I thought Excitrek was pretty cool. Um, you know, not the most riveting racing game, but still just like a very cool, arcadey, you know, ridiculous <laughs> racer. So that was cool. And its sequel, which I will mention in just a little bit, uh, Red Steel. So the first one was not yeah. the best, but uh, its sequel was phenomenal, and I highly recommend it. Um, so that was a very interesting um, effort on Ubisoft's part, but I think it was a little bit rushed to make the, the launch. Uh, Raving Rabbids, as Josh mentioned, uh, Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, which I really liked, um, Trauma Center, Second Opinion, and mm -hmm. Metal Slug Anthology. Those are just the more better quality launch games. The Wii was launched with lots of games. The rest were mostly, you know, third-party, uh, like, licensed games, but the Wii had a huge launch, and I think that really helped elevate it to the levels that it, that it got to. Um, let's see, some of my favorite games for the Wii are, um, I'll give you, like, a kind of a top five-ish. Um, so my very, very most favorite game for the Wii, without a doubt, is Super Mario Galaxy 2. Um, the first one was absolutely phenomenal, we all know that, but I just felt like Galaxy just took everything to a whole new level, and I'll just never forget any of the, the time I spent playing it. I, it was just mind-blowing what they were able to, to create with that kind of a sequel. You know, the first one was already super phenomenal, and to see that they could do so much more and make it even better experience like and especially with adding Yoshi too um, and coming up with like a clever tongue mechanic using the pointer I just thought it was so clever and the level design was amazing so uh, Mario Galaxy 2 please play it if you haven't already because I think many people have not played it unfortunately um, and hopefully it comes to the switch uh, my second favorite game I'm going to probably give to Mad World, which is a game I think Ryan and I have mentioned. Um, it is definitely rated M, and for very good reason. <laughs> <laughs> totally justified. But uh, this is made by Platinum Games. It was one of their first games. Uh, Platinum Games was kind of a, an experimental studio at the time. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Love the cover art. And uh, yeah, so Platinum Games, they were kind of uh, branching off from Clover Studios, which shut down. Uh, Clover Studios, of course, made Okami, which is also one of my favorite Wii games. And uh, so yeah, they're trying out some kooky new things. And with Mad World, the entire game is kind of like cell shaded, but it's all in black and white and red. And the red usually represents a certain type of liquid that is found within the body. <laughs> um, so don't want to push any buttons by getting too more, too much more graphic than that. Um, but it is, Almost yeah. just think saying what it was would have been cleaner. It's like a know, Sin City style. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's there a good way go. of putting it. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just such a great action-adventure game. The character design is just so over-the-top and absurd. The weapons that you use are crazy. Uh, it just yes. the whole concept is um, just so fun. And, and just, like, it's funny. It's beautiful. It's just unlike anything you've ever played before. So cannot say enough good things about Mad World. Um, another game I would probably give my number three pick is Sin and Punishment 2 Star, Star Successor. 
Um, I actually played the first Sin and Punishment on the Wii for the first time, as many of us have, because yeah. it was the first time that it was imported to the United States. And so it was on the Wii virtual console, Wii shop, whatever I'm trying to say. And uh, it was pretty cool that they were importing Japanese games and mm -hmm. just making them digital to make them more accessible for uh, you know American audiences. And uh, Sin and Pin Punishment 1 was already in English, so all they had to do was just bring yeah. it to the to the store so i loved the first one i thought it was so cool like really pushed the nintendo 64 to the limit and when the sequel was announced i was like what <laughs> like how were how is this funded <laughs> um but i just think it's just this super over the top arcadey shooter where nothing makes sense but who cares because it's just so cool and beautiful and fun and zany and uh it's just it's an experience and it, and it controls quite well but i have to say like the the level design and character design and just everything in the game is just so you know i've probably said this 90 times already for this show but it's just so over the top and unlike anything you've seen before it's just wild and and they clearly push the the wii system this less capable system to its absolute limit with this game um and i'll add two more games that are my favorites so i love this party game boom blocks bash party which is the sequel to the original boom blocks uh, boom blocks is a game designed by steven spielberg yeah so that was a very fun uh announcement i don't know where he stands in the gaming community today but um, it's, I mean, it's a great game. It's an amazing puzzle game. It utilized the Wii remote in some really interesting ways. And, um, it's just fun and charming and cute and colorful. And there's so many different party options. Um, I, I think it's like the perfect game for, for the type of game that it is. Uh, so please check out Boom Blocks Bash Party or the original. Um, and honestly, they, I could see them like making a show using those characters in that world. Like it's very like Animaniacs-ish. It's just that charming and and just delightful, as corny as that sounds. And uh, the last game I'll add to this list, I'll throw out a couple honorable mentions, but my last favorite game is probably going to be WarioWare Smooth Moves. So Yes. I almost I, forgot about that. Yeah, I know. There's so many to remember. Pink cover. Yeah, exactly. Except in, I think in Europe and Japan, it was yellow, which was uh, huh. pretty fancy. But um, yeah, WarioWare Smooth Moves was just so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, if you're familiar <laughs> with WarioWare, they took <laughs> everything that they established with that game and that franchise and just totally blew it up and made it just absurdly ridiculous. You would use the Wii remote in really stupid, funny ways, and it's like the <laughs> best party game. I like I remember having some friends over and forcing them to play this like they would probably want to play Mario Kart. I'm like, no, no, no. You got to play WarioWare Smooth Moves. And they loved it. We were just laughing, like falling to the ground laughing because it was just so <laughs> stupid. And I'll never forget. There's like um, when you're introduced to the different game modes that the Wii Remote uses, uh, there's like this narration with this voice that's just like it's very calming and like I don't know zen and stuff and it's just so unnecessary <laughs> it, it just adds to the absurdity of the entire game so 
please check out WarioWare Smooth Moves. I, I really cherish my time with that game. Um, I'll throw in just a couple more honorable mentions. I'm glad that some of you guys, um, or the both of you guys kind of mentioned some of these, but uh, Rayman Origins gets overlooked. I know Josh yeah. and I at least are huge fans of the Rayman series, and Rayman Legends is amazing, but let's not forget Rayman Origins, which it inspired. So, uh, and actually they play a little differently from each other. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Rayman Origins is just an amazing, pretty much perfect platformer really it's just stunning to look at and just a delight to play really um sonic colors uh i kind of like sonic games i don't have anything against them but i felt like sonic colors was them being like you know what i think we have an idea of like what works and let's it kind of translate what works in mario galaxy and bring that to sonic and see how that works and it really it's a great game um yeah Uh, a great 3d sonic game so it was nice to see them kind of recover from the few that they had before that that were just not that great um zach and wiki a puzzle game where you're like this little weird pirate kid and he is like a flying monkey pal and (laughs) you just solve these puzzles by using the wii remote in these very odd ways um i highly highly recommend that and i believe it's on the wii u eShop. um so it's a new uh, way to access that game um goldeneye 007 that was a very unexpected surprise um goldeneye as we all know is a staple of the nintendo 64 so this was them somehow getting the rights back and uh kind of rebooting it but with daniel craig and i thought they did a phenomenal job i got that game like last year and like it holds up really well they did some great things with that game what game were you playing <laughs> What you didn't like it? I tried. I I wanted to get into just the multiplayer, and I tried to get on multiplayer and mm. play online, with, and it was just atrocious. I mean, like, everything was so bare, and yeah, it was it was a bad experience. So, I mean, I just wanted to play it for multiplayer, and that was not okay. What it was meant for. That's fair. I, I never I, played multiplayer. I think it played okay. What what I still. I, I honestly haven't picked that up in a long, long time. What, what I still use actually just recently, because my sensor bar isn't working, you have to click through the Wii menu somehow, is the classic controller it came with. I, I don't know if your copy yes. did, but it's like that gold yes. one that has the handles on the side of it um, that yep. I actually end up using a lot. Yeah, I actually use that for the Super Nintendo Mini, because the Super Nintendo oh, yeah. Mini and the uh, original Nintendo Mini, they use the same ports for some very odd reason yeah. as the Wii controllers. So they do. I just, like, it's I don't... definitely awesome to play Weird. like Virtual Console on the Wii with those controllers, though. It came out after the Wii's, well after the Wii's life, yes. but you can use it to yeah. play like Virtual Console games on the Wii, which is awesome. Yeah, it was such a great idea on their part. Um, not the most ergonomic, uh, at least not the original, but the Pro one, just by adding those handles makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's one of their best controllers really um yeah the 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 pro controller that that uh, josh is mentioning it feels great and plays great i still use it um and then i'll just add a couple more so endless ocean very uh out of nowhere games i believe that nintendo published them but it's just like these calming games where you just explore the ocean and try to discover different types of fish and just chill it's a great game um so if you're stressed with anything going on in the world Feel free, feel free to play Endless Ocean, and it's literally sequel. Blue Ocean, right? 
And uh, let's see, Excitebots, the sequel to Excite Truck. Um, so Excitebots is just absurd. So instead of trucks, you're these like robot animal things, and you do ridiculous mm. things to win the race. So you have to like shake the Wii remote to like zip around this pole, and there's like cards. So you're like kind of playing poker or something while you're playing the while you're like racing, and they just have all these crazy options while you're racing so i just that's a fun one and it came out of nowhere i think it literally came out two weeks after it was announced and um it's it's a great game so please pick up mm. excite bots uh and then really oh yeah nintendo made it it's, it's really good and uh okay dino strike is a very good like shooter game you just shoot dinosaurs it's great I think I got it for three bucks. <laughs> and um, <laughs> House of the Dead Overkill, another super rated yeah. M game, but it's a House of the Dead game. It is like trying to be like a B horror movie, if I'm saying that right, like kind of like uh, Grindhouse, that movie from the 2000s, and just having this like very grainy look to it. And it's just like super absurd. It won the award at the time for most curse words in a game. And so if you're okay with that, <laughs> it's uh, it's the game for you. <laughs> but it, it's very funny and entertaining if you are of age. Um, yeah, so those are our picks for some of the top Wii games. Um, I will say, and I think Josh mentioned this a little bit earlier, uh, the Wii wasn't a perfect console. Um, no. While it did sell very well, I think that Nintendo didn't handle things perfectly throughout its lifetime um i will never forget e3 2008 where you know after its first year the wii was selling like hotcakes it was everyone had one it was the biggest thing in the world the year after mario galaxy came out metroid prime came out uh, metroid prime 3 came out and like all these other great games and then you know for e3 2008 we're like oh what's it gonna be there's gonna be some big games and we got wii sports resort and, uh, you know, I think the year after that, we got like Animal Crossing, the worst one, and Wii Music, and all these total missteps of games. And that, to me, kind of defines why I'm disappointed in the console, because I just feel like they kind of wasted the potential of the system. Um, are there any moments or games, guys, that kind of disappointed you uh, during the lifetime of the Wii? Um, Wii music. Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That was, I'll never forget uh, that performance on stage where I'm just like, are they serious? They think I'm going to buy that? <laughs> gosh, yeah. there is still, I, I probably, I'm sorry, Ron. I, I, with, yeah. I was going to say, with, with, Wii, with Wii music, there is still to this day, as far as I know, I haven't been in there in uh, several months now, but there is still a copy of Wii music in a local Walmart here that I have checked in on for years. Because it just sits there in the front row, and the the like gold looking music note that's in the background is completely faded away. Like over the last mm -hmm. what what year is this? Like twelve Same. years ago, it's right. just slowly. I guess in those Walmart lights <laughs> for twelve right. years straight, or however long, <laughs> over a decade now. Yeah, it's just slowly faded away, and it's been fifty bucks this whole time, as far as I'm aware. Every time I've looked, it was fifty bucks. It might have wow. finally think... lowered. Um, the last I checked, I can't remember. Probably but not. I'm pretty sure every Walmart has that. <laughs> yeah. like, That's RDS was talking about it, and he said it looked the exact same. I just, a few days ago, <laughs> stopped in a Walmart, 
uh, picking up something and I saw that it was still sitting there. I took a picture of it. Like it, it's still there. Same price. That's so weird. Nothing's changed. So sad. It's fading away. Well, I, I even, I, I got it. Um, I, I, you know, I got like every first party Nintendo game back then still. And I, I think I got it as a gift, honestly. And mm-hmm. I tried to kind of just have some fun with it and just enjoy it for what it was. I was like, there was, it had its moment or two and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, but it, you know, it, it fell off very quick. Um, that was just one of those things I feel like could have been kind of a fun idea. Like, you know, it could have been one of those weird, quirky things that would that would be a good time with the right people and things like that. But it's just just not good. It just didn't <laughs> it just didn't play out well. Yeah. Well, I give you a lot of credit for at least trying it. Um, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Walmart. I'm not I'm not biting. I'm, I'm not curious. Getting <laughs> I, I, every once in a while, I'll see them like, I want to buy yeah. it. Just to own it and try it. Right. I never did experience that. I feel like even um, like as a joke, as a party game, like perhaps with some adult beverages, it still wouldn't <laughs> be that fun. I don't know. No, it would it would get it would get boring kind of quick okay. still, even with that. It just doesn't do enough. Yeah. I feel like maybe if the song selection was a little bit better as opposed to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star yeah. and like all that other nonsense. So uh, Nintendo yeah. gets in bad positions when they try to go for music games because they don't have they're not going to pay the money to get the licenses for things they just don't and it's not something that they do and so it really kind of gives a bad uh experience when they try to do their music games unless it's like they have a lot of great stuff in-house now if they have like smash brothers that has a bunch of great like robust music sure and if they made that into rhythm game maybe they could pull that off who knows um but no, that's just not something that Nintendo is willing to put money out for, you know, to pay other people for their license to do the things. More like Nintendo's not even going to get rid of their, sell out their license for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, they just don't do that. Um, yeah. So one of my negative experiences with the Wii um, is more of a hardware issue. Um, so about maybe... Oh, a year or two into the life of the Wii, my sensor bar stopped working. Oh. Hmm. And so I I told Nintendo, hey, my sensor bar's not working. They sent me another one, and so I plugged in that sensor bar. That one didn't work either. And I'm like, well, Nintendo, what gives? And so uh, they're like, well, send in the console. We'll repla- replace that you know sensor bar port or whatever. And, or, and so I sent them my console. They sent me a brand new Wii. Everything transferred over just fine, you know. Like, cool. Um sensor bar worked for a day and the sensor bar port burned out again um and so Hmm. i had to find out another way to play the wii without a sensor bar um so i found out that if you light two like party light candles or or tea light candles or whatever like you can actually use the the heat that it puts off it creates that infrared that you need to use the the wiimote uh, so yeah, you can space out two candles, light the candles, and you can actually use it to track the Wii mode. <laughs> I might it's, need to do that. It's silly. And you did that because I was always curious if that was yeah. true or just like a oh, yeah. stupid rumor. Did, did oh, it wow. work like really oh, yeah. consistently? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. It worked just, it's crazy how it worked. But yes, it did work. Wow. I, if someone walked by and it like started to move the candles, it might have had a little bit of an issue. But yeah. And one really cool thing I like to do uh, with the sensor bar is if you take your... Uh, camera on your phone and put it up to the sensor bar you can actually see the lights yeah. coming out of it. there's like three led lights that, that are putting off that signal on each side huh. 
Um, but yeah, just little little tricks and stuff that I thought it was really cool how they had that that technology to work. But you know, my negative experience was the, the fact that that burned out. Yeah. And then later in life, um, the Wii uh, disk drives just gave out. You know, they don't hold up very long. Oh. Um, I almost lost a GameCube game in there, so <laughs> I didn't uh, stop putting discs in there unless you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With my uh, I... sensor bars, I've actually been through two this year. Just this year. Um, pulling it back out. Um, I, I think one one obviously had a short in it because um, there's, mm-hmm. there's, like you said, the cords are just so darn thin, like unnecessarily right. thin. Oh, yeah, and when I got eaten by the vacuum. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it'll completely, like, just fall in half, like, you yeah. know, if, if something barely goes wrong with it. But now we have one right right now. We, we got a replacement one, and it's been, like, a couple months, and it's just not working. It's just not picking it up. It's running through the Wii U, so I can't really say it's, I don't know if it's the port or what it is. Yeah, so now we're without a sensor bar again. Um, oh, I've got a wireless one that actually plugs in via USB, hmm. and I just plug in the USB. The wireless doesn't work anymore on it, but I plug in the USB and it works just fine. Interesting. So it bypasses that. Just, uh, <laughs> at least when I got it, it this wasn't a, a uh, factor to, to take in. I think now part of my current issue <laughs> with going back to that old system is that I do have a daughter that likes to play around the entertainment center. And I think just the littlest mm-hmm. tug on those things, it just seems to completely stop working. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. I guess just to, to kind of add on to what you were saying, a, a, bit, a sensor bar, well, you, yours is more of a port issue, but I just never was a big fan of how how uh, fragile it was or how, how thin yeah. that cord was. Right. Uh, Fun fact, uh, I know this is a bit a generation later, but the Wii U uh, gamepad actually has a sensor bar built into it. So you can actually use the gamepad as hmm. a TV screen, and it has the full sensor bar built into it as well. Oh, Many people okay. don't know that, but yeah, you can do that. I was just actually just doing that tonight, <laughs> uh, kind of looking through my Wii library. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot it actually worked right off that gamepad oh. oh interesting i didn't know that you could use the gamepad as that that's interesting yep okay it's its own sensor bar huh i do know that yeah. like you can play wii games on the wii u gamepad which is kind of nice for some of them like for those that you don't have to worry about like motion controls but um we'll save that for <laughs> uh, yeah. another episode relating to the wii u <laughs> um because there's uh, i was about to say there's a lot we could say about that but i don't know about that um But some other accessories I'd like to bring up that were for the Wii um, that are, like, official. Uh, We had Wii Speak, which came with Animal Crossing, where you could speak to the apparent millions of people who bought Animal Crossing and could talk to each other. So that was a pretty cool idea. But from what I understand, it didn't really work the best. Oh, yeah. Conduit 2 used it as well. I I used that. That's cool. That's all right. I thought it was just Animal Crossing. So that's good to know. Yeah. And uh, there's also the Wii Balance Board, uh, which we mentioned in just a few, like just a few episodes ago. Um, Wii Fit is one of the most monumental games that ever entered my life. My life, um, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, I, I have very fond memories of Wii Fit. So feel free to go back to that episode if you can put up with my uh, apparent breathing that got caught by the microphone. So. I apologize about that. Um, But with the Wii, you know, we kind of mentioned some of the channels that existed on it. So on the Wii, it was installed with uh, the disc channel, which is what, you know, if you put in a disc, that's what you would use to get to the game. 
the me maker channel where you would create a me uh, the photo channel where you could put an sd card of your own photos into the wii console and kind of like draw on it i thought that was a pretty fun thing uh Ryan, there you, is also yeah. uh they didn't update to the photo channel later yes. and it added the ability to play mp3 so it was an mp3 player as well hey if you knew how to do it <laughs> really exciting stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i do remember i did put my my photos in um in the wii like mm-hmm. three times i don't remember what kind of photos i could have had because i didn't really have like you know uh, I had a pretty cra- uh, crappy camera. Um, oh, if I may jump use... in there, actually, yeah, on the sure. photo channel, because I, I, I just remembered something. I did actually use that some, and I thought it was cool because you could, like, actually change the channel um, icon to one of the pictures. Like, it, it would change back and forth. Um, oh, yeah. But I always thought that was cool. And not only that, but you could go in there and, like, you could paint on them. You could... Um, you could actually do like a puzzle. There was like a little mini game in there where you yes. could make like, oh, yeah. I, think, I think there was different, you could make them like easier or harder and you could go in there right. and just make puzzles out of your pictures, little goofy things like that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, so just, it was just very interesting to see, you know, kind of Nintendo start, you know, exploring these new ideas and these experimental ideas that they had and something as simple as like a photo app or channel that we're also used to, they really Nintendo-fied it in a way, um, like with what Josh is mentioning, where you could draw on it and just draw like stupid little, I don't know, put like googly eyes on your face or make a puzzle out of that photo. And I remember like you could post little, like, I don't know, like a, a silly nose on your face or big sunglasses. Stamp. Yeah, stamps, that's what I'm looking for, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was just interesting to see them kind of Nintendo-fy uh, some, such a concept. Um, there were also a few other channels, and these I, embarrassingly enough, used a lot. Uh, the, Me too. The, <laughs> okay, good. I feel better. Uh, the forecast <laughs> channel where you could look up the weather, which for me was a big deal because um, if you guys remember, smartphones were not a thing at the time, so it felt pretty we're cool. So cool. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, so the forecast the forecast channel was a thing. Uh, the news channel, where you could check in on the latest news. I thought that was pretty cool. And like you could, I think you could like click on a certain part of the world. And because it was like a 3D globe, and like you could click yes. on the part of the world that like you wanted the news from. Something like that. Japan. I, I spent most of my time in Japan. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I think I mean, you could just, make the world spin. I think you could kind of grab it and do like this yep. number. And it was, <laughs> I think I, I spent half the time looking at the news and half the time just spinning the world around yeah. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was also the internet channel, which I, embarrassingly enough, paid for because it was not free. At least it was free at first, but then you yeah. had to pay for it. Um, oh, I didn't know that. It was $5. I remember it being... Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. So I wonder I, if I ever paid that. I remember I had an Opera browser. Yes. Yep. Which was this, was the system. Which that I used. for me was great because I didn't have a computer. I didn't have a smartphone. I just had like my flip phone, and the the, the family computer was horrible. So that was my internet. I have a keyboard for that. <laughs> I have a Wii keyboard that I used for the internet channel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, there was also I used these a lot. Oh boy! So the Everybody Votes channel. Can you guys yes. confess to using the Everybody yeah. Votes channel? 
it later became Splatfest. Yeah, I was getting her to say. Data was put into Splatfest. Oh, okay, it, it's the same kind sense. of silliness that Splatfest usually is, like the yep. chicken or the egg or that sort of, you know, yep. Just yep. mostly silly stuff. Yeah, and like I would log on just to see the results. I'm like, who prefers dogs over cats? I yeah. need to know. <laughs> dogs. Uh, yeah. Oh, so embarrassing. It was yeah. amazing. It was, the predictions. Know. You could cast your predictions. Yeah. Oh, stuff. yeah. That was, that was fun. <laughs> I want this um, dumb stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> I know, right? That's, idea, that's one but, I'd love to have back. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and then there was the Check Me Out channel where you could look at other people's me creations <laughs> and see how much copyright infringement they could create. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they I got some interesting me's from that. Yeah, me too. I down and you could download them too. That was mm -hmm. that was a fun party. Like you could yeah. just see, hey, I want to download Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> and now she could be used in <laughs> like games. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like Pikachu and like people came up with some genius creations by using the very mm -hmm. limited me oh, yeah. uh, creation tools. It was unbelievable. So, um, you know, when the 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 internet that we know right now is not what it was back then. <laughs> uh, YouTube had no ads, but um, oh man, I'm really dating myself. But uh, yeah, it was just really interesting to see all these crazy wild creations, and because it was so limited. Um, and then I will also add two more channels. So there was the Nintendo channel, which was basically like Nintendo oh, yeah. trailers for things. And mm -hmm. so if you, if anyone listening ever sees like a Dark Gary meme or mm -hmm. anyone mentioning Dark Gary, yes. that's where it came from. They, it was kind of like this skit that they had and it just got stupider and stupider. And like, yes. it was just more and more funny because it, they just really went along with this stupid <laughs> ongoing Dark Gary joke and like non-specific ac action figure. Oh yeah, like, that's yeah. I don't know <laughs> what they were thinking, but I loved every second of it. I was just cracking up watching these things. It was just so odd. It was almost like um, people making videos. It was like, ah, oh, no one's watching this anyway. And right. Like, oh, it yeah. got kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a fun little chapter of Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing, Netflix. Um, the, I mean, the mm -hmm. Switch doesn't really have uh, streaming capabilities outside of, like, Hulu. Maybe I'm forgetting another one. But, um, you know, we're all so used to our systems being capable of all these different things outside of gaming. And I am glad that Nintendo's more focused on just sticking to gaming lately. But, you know, at the time, Netflix was just starting to be online, where it was, um, you know, they just started their internet video only uh, subscription so it was really exciting to get my netflix disc in the mail and yep. loading that up and watching netflix on my Wii. it's as it's so stupid to say this out loud but like it was really cool at the time it felt like yes like a little theater in my room you know so uh so that was exciting um i, I did want to add a couple more yeah. uh, channels if you will um there was a patch channel they put on for Skyward Sword yep. uh, to keep the, the game from bricking systems, which it did. Um, and uh, the other one, uh, sorry, the other two, um, there was, of course, the Wii transfer channel that lets you transfer to Wii U. And then I guess I, I hear about this. I don't ever remember it. And I don't, I definitely didn't download it. But apparently there was a Metroid Prime 3 promotional oh, channel yes. that you I could get. It. Yep. I wish I had that. And 
Josh, if you ever want to stream that, I'd love to see what it looks like. Well, I don't think it can... works now. I think it's uh, uh, right. Isn't it? Then they they disconnect it. I believe when I transferred my Wii to my Wii U, I think it just is like if the channel didn't work any longer, I think it they just mm. got rid of it. So I think right. maybe that's what happened to why I can't. Yeah. Why I never. I remember it. It, it didn't transfer. It yeah, didn't have much same. to it. Like I think it had like a trailer and maybe screenshots or something. Like there really wasn't a whole lot to right. it, but I do remember having it. Right. Yep. It was a pretty interesting idea at the time, but I I I don't think it works and it wasn't overly exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I I think what like what Josh was saying is just like some promotional material that you could mm -hmm. easily find now. Um but I mean, I'll try to make this quick but one of the most important features of the Wii was the Wii shop channel which would evolve throughout the life of the Wii so at first you would just get a few titles like um, and this was unheard of at the time uh, you were able to download Super Mario World which I did because I never played oh, yeah. it and you know some uh, like Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and you were limited to just a few titles but it really expanded to the point where I kind of miss it now because we don't have anything yeah. remotely like that especially when you compare it to the Nintendo online service whatever it's called the Switch online service so um, and these titles these retro titles these weren't just limited to Nintendo consoles. You had the TurboGrafx-16, you had the Sega Genesis, the Master System. Um, I'm probably forgetting a few. Oh, like arcade Neo games. Geo. Yeah, Neo Geo. Like everyone just came together, and I just I thought that was so awesome. And um, you know, we kind of have something like that on the eShop on the Switch, but it's not as like consolidated. So, uh, but yeah, that was really exciting and like a huge staple of the Wii. Um, Real quick, guys, did you download any of these uh, these titles? <laughs> I downloaded a oh, yes. ton of virtual console ones, including many I that I already owned, um, yeah. like the cartridge yep. of or whatever. Um, mostly yeah. virtual console over, like the, like I said, the indies and things like that at the time. And I I really do miss that because um, I, I feel like even those they're basically just ROMs that you could play on there. But I, I think they mostly translated pretty well over to it. Um, it Thinking back to it, it actually kind of frustrates me more that we sort of went backwards <laughs> since then. Like the Wii U, even even with the Wii U, like we had less options, less choices for virtual console games. There's a few that popped up on there that didn't on the Wii, but it was I felt like it was more the other way around. There was a lot more on the Wii, and then the Switch, of course. There's like it's just non-existent minus the online service thing. Right. I, I don't quite understand why that feature went away. Well, I think that mm -hmm. Nintendo built a lot of their fan base going forward because, you know, the Blue Ocean strategy, people who don't usually play video games played this. And then, oh, well, maybe I'll try the classics, you know, and they could download the classics. And that might have sparked something in them to want to continue with Nintendo and keep playing those games. And it, I think it did generate a lot of fan base, new fan base for them by doing this. Yep, absolutely. That's such a good point. Because, like, you know, with the Wii, they wanted to bring families together and, you know, with Mario Kart, you'll have, you know, a Donkey Kong character and, you know, you, you would expect like parents to talk to their kids about where this character came from and their experiences from it. And also Super Smash Brothers bringing all these different franchises together, including Sonic, which is a Sega character. And so, you know, it kind of gets this conversation going of, 
Yeah, where does this character come from? And in the game, you'll see the trophies and this history behind this character. And so there's this opportunity to play the games where these characters stemmed from and and understand what makes them so special. So uh, I, I, at the time, it was just so cool to have these games that I never got a chance to play and be able to experience them like Super Metroid. And I mean, I didn't get too far in it, <laughs> as Ryan knows. Um, and, you know, some N64 games that I just never got a chance to play as a kid because I, I didn't have the money or I didn't know they were around. So that was a very cool, um, a very cool experience that I miss. I think now they're just kind of, it, it's a mixed bag. Like either they want you to pay for a subscription for something and it's locked behind that kind of a thing, or it's a la carte again on the Switch mm -hmm. where, um, you know, some of them are availed available for purchase on the switch or other systems so it's all over the place and we're still trying to figure that out um, but it was nice to have at the time um, um i wanted to i did want to mm -hmm. say yeah uh in uh i know one one year for christmas they dropped uh super smash brothers the original 64 game yes on christmas i'm like yes this is perfect like made my christmas pretty much um but i wanted to ask real quick um what I know you touched a couple on of them, uh, Chris, but what of these retro games, these virtual console games, did you play for the first time on this system? Ooh, um, great question. Um, a, a lot of Sega Genesis games. Um, I looked very quickly before I came here. Um, uh, Earthworm Jim. I always thought that was a very kooky looking game with a fun sense of humor, so I bought both of those. Uh, what's it called? Twinbee, like Daytona Twinbee, which I never really heard of until you know I saw reviews of it, and it's just um, I hate to say this phrase, but it's a cute 'em up. <laughs> so it's like a cute shoot 'em up kind of game, and it's really cool. Uh, I like games like that, and actually it kind of sparked my interest in in that category. Um, what's it called? Turrican, like Mega Turrican, Super Turrican. Um, I bought all the Star Wars games for Super Nintendo and uh, mm -hmm. uh, Indiana Jones um, and oh Paper Mario that was my big one mm -hmm. I remember right mm -hmm. when I got my console uh, Paper Mario came out right at the time that was like the f I jumped right on the internet just for that because I always <laughs> wanted to play Paper Mario um, yeah. I didn't beat it I do plan on beating it but I loved every second of <laughs> what I did play uh, what about you guys? As for me, I know it was the first time I jumped into Super Metroid was, was one that comes to mind, actually. I, I really hadn't gotten into any 2D Metroids before that, despite being a big first-party Nintendo guy. Um, Metroid Prime was the first Metroid I really got into. Um, I, again, I didn't beat it back then. I don't think I beat it until maybe the Wii U or something. It wasn't like that much later. Um, I could probably say the same. I would say the same for the original, but I probably played it on Animal Crossing. Um, now, one, another one that sticks out is like Lost Levels, um, outside of the All-Stars version of it. You know, that was one of those that they just ported over. Um, and Sin and Punishment, like we had mentioned oh, yeah. earlier, um, the yeah, original one for that. So mm -hmm. things like that were cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm definitely forgetting some, but I mean, honestly, a lot of these, I just thought it was another awesome way to sort of preserve that history, even if it was just a game that... I already had the card of. I didn't have to hook up my Super Nintendo anymore. It was on a on a newer console at the time. Absolutely. I was I was excited to finally get to play uh, Sonic Chaos. Um, that was one that I had to pick up. Um, 
and then uh, Paper Mario as well it was the first time I played Paper Mario, um, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. Um, let's, let's see, I, I do have Chrono Trigger, but I never did play it, so oh, I, yeah. I, I do have it on my system. I just never, never got around to it. Um, but also, uh, technically, I had played it before as a kid and didn't understand it because it was an RPG. But Super Mario RPG as well as oh I yeah, really experienced and beat it. Good pick. I was on this mm-hmm. on this uh, console, so. Uh, it, it's really cool to, even as a Nintendo fan, to be able to go back and relive those. Um, I believe they had Earthbound as well at some point. so, too. Yeah, I think I it was remember. actually, it was a little more expensive from what I remember. I think it was like yes. two or so dollars more because, it. I don't know, I forget why, but everyone's just like, eh, screw it, just get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it for what I hadn't played before. I mean, this is, I want to say mm-hmm. that's when I really buckled down and beat Majora's Mask. Right. Um, and actually, you know, gave it a chance because, yeah, I, I don't think I, did I, was it available on the GameCube? Uh, which game? Majora's Mask. Uh, Majora's Mask. Was it on the GameCube? It was. Yes. There was that a... Zelda collection. Right. It was okay. paired with like the four. So maybe Zelda I game. did play it then, but I don't feel like I beat it mm. at that time. I I might have, but mm-hmm. you know that's. And I guess I never did play uh, other than playing with a friend. Like I never actually played Star Fox sixty four, oh. so I right. kind of dove in with that. Same here. Um, yeah. I actually um, there were some games where it was actually more comfortable to use the the Wii Classic controller rather than the previous controller mostly like n64 games like i feel like the the wii classic controller was a better fit for me for like sin and punishment to uh yeah sin and punishment and like uh paper mario um i could be misremembering but um i just feel like that controller held up quite well for uh, pretty much every game i needed it for um i wanted to mention uh, quickly some of the WiiWare games. So later in the Wii's life, uh, lifetime, a, uh, a new initiative for creating these smaller downloadable games um, is what Nintendo started to do. So um, there weren't too many notable ones, but some of them were quite special. So one of them, and I'm, I know I'm going to take this away from one of you guys, um, but I personally loved World of Goo. World of Goo is one of the best uh, physics-based platformers. It is extremely charming and delightful. And mm-hmm. if you like kind of that dark uh, nightmare before Christmas kind of charm, uh, this game is a, a very good fit for you. Um, did you guys have any other WiiWare games that you liked? Yeah. Where were uh, some? Josh, you want to want to? Off? I'm going to have to think about that one. Honestly, this was still the okay. time period. I, I didn't um, I didn't really buy into indies and things like that as bad as it sounds. I didn't really do a whole lot of right. that until like Shovel Knight on the Wii U. Um, this okay. was yeah. this was still kind of when uh, I knew there was a lot of shovelware out there. Basically, what is on the great deal section of the Switch nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I, I can't think of any off the top of my head other than one that was sort of like a tower defense game. That you oh you yes play, I can't think Swords of the name Soldiers? of Swords and Soldiers. No no no. It was just maybe it was, was just it like Steam? was it Final Fantasy related? Tower Defense or something? No, it was like five bucks and you play. And this sounds oh. dumb. Defenders. But you were basically like bread ties, <laughs> and you grab the little <laughs> stick figures as they try to attack the castle, and you just kind of sling them away. 
I, I can't right. think of the name of it, but it was something kind of generic, but it was fun for what it was. Cool. I remember, uh, yeah, I oh, let me just mention like two more. Yeah. I remember Lost Winds, Lost Winds 1 and yes. 2. Those were yes. great, great games. And I made sure to download those right before the service got discontinued. I don't have the first one anymore for some reason, but I have the second one. Uh, well, you can re-download it if you uh, ever purchase the first one. Or it, It's not showing up in my purchase, which is weird because I knew uh, I had it. That stinks. Maybe it got removed or something. Sorry about that. Um, and yeah, Lost Winds 1 and 2. And uh, I'm glad you brought up High Voltage Software because they made a lot of really good games for uh, Wii and WiiWare. I remember one... Uh, I think I saw it like on IGN. It got a good review. I think it's called Gyrostar. I don't believe it's available anywhere at the moment. But um, it's basically just like this endless shooter where you just, I don't know, circle around this ramp almost like F-Zero style when you're on that like tubular track and just like shoot things as they come at you. And it gets really intense and fun. It's just it's just like a fun, colorful, like chill out game. Um, I think that's it, though. Um, I found the name of it. it was Defend Your Castle. Um, okay. was the one I, I was that. talking about. And the only other ones really was, like, stuff that wasn't so much, like, exclusive to that. Like, there was a Dr. Mario game that came out on the WiiWare that was, yeah. was fairly cheap. On RX Online. Or yeah. Online RX. Right. Yeah, I, oh. I got that one. Um, I remember my wife and I both getting that one because you could play it online. Um, so that was pretty convenient. I wish Nintendo would actually come out with smaller titles like that more often and sonic the hedgehog 4 which um uh, you know. right. episode one episode one but not two unfortunately yeah <laughs> it's it's okay it's well yeah. nintendo they did come up with some smaller games for the uh for WiiWare, and one that comes mm-hmm. to mind i'm glad you kind of made me think of this um josh and ryan uh excite bike world rally i believe it is it's kind of like a 3d mm-hmm. interpretation of excite bike and it's actually like really good um, yeah, um, I'm sure there's a few others, but, um, yeah, Ryan, what are your picks? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, you know, I just thought of one and now it's gone, but, uh, oh, sorry. uh, Protothea was a shmup, uh, I really enjoyed, um, what it was, was it Argentinian team, uh, Protothea. Okay. It sounds a little familiar. And then, um, you know, Pokemon Rumble, this is a de- debut of that, those like toy like Pokemon, uh, it was just. It was a lot of fun. I'll take what? your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the grill off, uh, the ultra hand yes. grill off. Uh, that was kind of a freebie, but uh, still fun. Um, my Pokemon Ranch, you could actually take your Pokemon from, I I believe, uh, Diamond and Pearl, I want to say. Yeah. And put them into this ranch. And they, they, they all took on like the Pokemon Rumble, like chibi style. Um, but you could like interact with the Pokemon. It was kind of that Pokemon Ami or whatever before that was a thing. Um, that was quite fun. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you mentioned the Lost Winds, of course. Um, there was a WarriorWare uh, app called, uh, that was a WarriorWare do-it-yourself that connected with the WarriorWare right. do-it-yourself. Like uh, Showcase like or something? DSK, I remember yeah, that. the Showcase. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. You could like create them on one and then port them over to the other to play them right it was kind of interesting little yeah mechanic that they did there um and then oddly enough like probably one of my more like time like logged games um is this like hb arcade cards and um i think it was actually branded like the hoyle or whatever uh 
the card makers, but they had Canasta on there. And it's one of the few times I've ever seen Canasta in a like classic playing card game. I just played that ridiculous like all the time. Um, and then another thing that was barely a game uh, was Rabbit's Lab, oh, yeah. which was essentially like it took you, it, it basically made it look like there was a rabbit that was trapped inside of your Wiimote. And uh, you could like shake your Wiimote around and like fling the rabbit everywhere. And you could like customize it with different, like I want to say costumes and things like that. And it was rather pointless, but uh, you know, it's just, I remember it was advertised. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'll pick it up. And it wasn't that expensive or anything. It didn't do much, but yeah. it was fun. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us near the end of the episode. Um, but I did want to get your final thoughts on what you feel the legacy of the Wii is and your lasting thoughts on the console and kind of the identity that it established for itself. So Josh, what kind of comes to mind when you think of the Wii and what kind of impact do you think it it will have on future Nintendo consoles and even the ones that we have today? I think um, I think in a lot of ways, like everybody knows it brought in a lot of people that don't always play a whole lot of games like with the Wii Sports and even I saw uh, a good bit of that with like the new Super Mario Brothers Wii when that game came out. We didn't mention that one yet, but I yeah. feel like there was people that that I personally know that just aren't really into the whole gaming scene. But it was it was nostalgic enough because everybody had played the original Super Mario Brothers as a kid pretty much at that point. Um, so just there was a lot of that, but there was also just a lot of random in gems and things like we were talking about the channels. Uh, I feel like that charm. Honestly, I feel like with the Switch, I love the Switch, but I feel like they've kind of lost a lot of that, and that kind of makes me sad looking back. <laughs> but, uh, well, anyway, with that, I, while I do feel like um, they, they sort of lost certain fans, like certain people that would have just stuck with Nintendo the whole way through. Um, you know, people were buying the, the Xbox and whatever, Sony, the PlayStation at the time as well. Um, I, I, I feel like more people... There were more people that took gaming as a whole a little more seriously, um, if that makes sense. A little less of a toy and a little more like something they might actually be able to sit down and enjoy with their family. Um, so I think it opened up a lot of that. It, it, it sort of had a negative impact and a positive impact in another way all at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's definitely something that, it, it, what is it, 14 years now it's been out. Um, it's definitely something that looking back it's it's gonna have an, a really special place in people's memories and I can see many reasons why um, it's not um, like you said Chris it's not my favorite Nintendo system but I could also perfectly understand why it could be someone's favorite um, it's complicated <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's definitely a weird it's a weirder to even go back and revisit um, for different yeah. reasons especially with the motion and some ways that didn't hold up all that great so totally. it's it's complicated exactly <laughs> what yeah. i think on it right it's a complicated relationship oh. yeah what about you, <laughs> you Ryan? Know we didn't talk about what? i don't think we ever mentioned the we remote plus yeah um that made yeah. the motion a little bit better right you want to touch on that a little bit <laughs> um just you know like you said red steel 2 uh got a major bump because that existed and made the motion tracking a lot better um you know it was you you felt it in Wii Sports Resort um 
a lot things were a lot more tight, which I think was actually kind of a negative because I enjoyed bowling a lot more <laughs> with Wii Sports, and then they put some skill into it with you know a little bit more motion tracking. I was like, I feel like I suck more at this than I did it. Interesting. Uh, but then he also like swung it around like a sword, and it actually did what it was supposed to do. Um, well, Red Steel did not do that, but Red Steel Two did, and it felt like you were swinging around a sword, and you didn't have to like refocus your reset your uh, Wii mode if it gets off the accelerometer or whatever. Right. Well, one th- issue that I had with the Wii Remote Plus, and I think many people did, is that you know when the Wii came out, we were kind of prom- promised that it had those type of controls. It's kind of how it was advertised in a way. And so, you know, a few years later, when people started to realize that it's not this precise, super perfect uh, detection that's happening, it's it's more waggling, as we used to call it. And, uh, you know, then this uh, um, accessory came by where you could attach it to your Wii, which made it look ridiculous, because now it looked, <laughs> it was like a sword almost. And, um, people were kind of over it at that point you know it's mm-hmm. people had hd tvs and wanted games that were a little flashier and a lot of the games that were announced that year just weren't that exciting um i think we were we sports resort was a great tech demo but it wasn't really a reason to go out and get the game and get the accessory and still commit to this console so it is unfortunate that you know, it came so late in the system's life cycle. It is a very cool novelty item, but I think that, you know, the the capabilities that it gave the Wii Remote, we now kind of experience in the Switch Joy-Con. So if people are curious to see, you know, how accurate it was, uh, you have a good idea in, um, in that way by, uh, you know, if you, if you played with a Joy-Con before. But um, yeah, were you gonna say something else, Ryan? Um, and that's that's a good point about the Switch, um, whereas the Switch doesn't have the infrared to track as well to, to balance it out. Great point. You have to constantly keep recentering it, um, and and so that's what makes the Joy-Con not work as well with motion. People expect it to, but it just doesn't have that that other element that would make it work as well as... I mean, it did work well, and I would say that the Wii Motion Plus had its faults because the accelerometer or the technology in it didn't correct and it always got off center and even when you did have the motion though sensor bar to help recenter it automatically um like it's just it wasn't a great technology so when they tried to put that into the joy con without the thing that actually made it tolerable it just kind of falls apart (laughs) I'm hoping that, that they'll do something to fix that in the future and maybe update that technology because I think they're using the same thing, the yeah. same programming and everything for it, and it just it could be better. Yeah. It's it's not too bad, but it's just like, I don't know. There There is a certain part of the Wii that I do miss um, with using the sensor bar. Like with Metroid Prime, I, you know, we all love our Metroid Prime, and I think it controls easily the best on Wii. I don't think anyone has... Uh, has would disagree with that but you know if it does come to switch it would be great but it's going to miss that infrared sensor which could make it kind of a pain in the butt to play so i'm kind of worried about that but Mm -hmm. you know the wii when i think of it was you know it's kind of like what josh said i i have 
uh, a lot of mixed feelings about it. I thought it was really brave and bold of them to go in this completely new direction by not emphasizing graphics and focusing on gameplay and and trying to experiment with these different creative ideas and uh, you know giving these uh, developers that have these kooky ideas kind of like a, a time to shine so I really appreciate that and it's clear that that still has been um, part of N Nintendo's approach to games um, I think when Nintendo is kind of behind everyone else and then when they start to experience success kind of like switch um, they kind of just go crazy and throw out all these wild ideas and so the Wii to me is a representation of that from going from, you know, the the third party or what am I saying? The 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 bronze uh, medal winner of that generation with the GameCube um, and then experiencing a lot of success with the Wii. They just threw everything at that console, at least at first. Um, with the, the virtual console and just totally starting over with like a home menu and, you know, Wii pointer controls and just totally rethinking everything. I just thought that was so brilliant and well executed, at least at first. Um, I think the games that came out on it were f phenomenal and still hold up extremely well. Um, I don't really enjoy turning on my Wii because I don't like pointing at a certain part of the TV to start a game. That to me just like irks me a little bit. I'd rather just press a couple buttons. But um, you know, there's no denying that Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, Donkey Kong Country Returns, which I think is overlooked because it's such a phenomenal game, and all these just crazy third-party efforts that um, you know people took chances on uh, really helped to define this bizarre identity that the Wii has. But um, you know, I'm glad that Miis are still a thing on the Switch, and uh, you know, some some motion controls are still around today. So um, I am grateful that Nintendo kind of learned what works and what doesn't, um, and that they're kind of refocusing on gamers and not so much like everyone, like casual gamers. So so that's nice that we are returning to that kind of a focus. But um, I do look back very fondly at my Wii. I had a lot of great memories with it. Um, like I mentioned, Wii Fit literally changed my life. Um, I'll never forget playing Super Mario Galaxy and just being blown away by, by that game, um, which looked even better than many of the 360 and PS3 games at that time. So um, yeah, the, the Wii, it'll be interesting to see if it has this like retro revival in the coming years, kind of like what the GameCube is currently experiencing. I'm, I'm really curious to see uh, how, how people um, you know, look back at it in that way. Mm -hmm. um, cool, well thank you guys very much for joining me for this uh, lengthy but very enjoyable episode. Um, Ryan, would you mind doing our due diligence? Sure thing. You can find the show um, at the nintendovillage.com slash Nintendo Nostalgia. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon, and Pandora Podcasts, as well as YouTube. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS, on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. You can also give us a call on our hotline. Uh, share, your, share your memories and show us some love at 317-969-5690. 
that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening this week, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye, everyone. Later, Preston. Bye-bye.